2: Hey, Bruins fans, welcome back to the Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. We have a very exciting week this week. We have a tons of things to talk about, in particular, the return of the NHL and the Boston Bruins in the 2020 Stanley Cup playoffs. But first, I do want to mention that we are sponsored by BetOnline.ag. Please go to BetOnline.ag and use code CLNS50. But now that I said that and get that out of the way, I need to come in hot with my friend, my best friend, the best co-host on this podcast, Heather Ingerson. Welcome back, my friend. How are you doing?
0: Hey, baby, it's game day. Yeah, <laughs> you know, I don't know. I'm bouncing off the walls. I like got a little energy. I'm a little moving, shaking. We got three hours. Puck drops. Recording with you, we're gonna get some content out. We're not gonna be as serious as sometimes we get because today is hockey, baby. Well, yesterday was all day hockey. My eyes hurt from watching so much hockey, but my heart is full with joy. Yeah, bet online ag. Go put your bets down because things are on like Donkey Kong, baby. Starting yesterday.
2: Great See plug, great plug. Yeah, I mean, great to have the uh, the hockey back. It was uh, an exciting week. Um, training camps ended with some uh, exhibition games last week. Uh, particularly the Bruins in Columbus, got into action. And then yesterday, it was just a whirlwind of uh, of, of madness of hockey from noon till 10.30 at night. It was crazy. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm super stoked to be back and talking about hockey and not just uh, trying to get topics out of out of the air just to uh, get some content out for the show. But super stoked to be back.
0: And we got to watch the third period of the Pittsburgh-Montreal game in overtime, so that yeah. was...
2: That was interesting. Crazy.
0: Fun observation.
2: That was absolutely um, crazy.
0: And uh, yeah, so today we're just gonna we're gonna do it. We're gonna get through our topics, if that's what you want to call them. We're just gonna talk. We're gonna talk. We're gonna get it done. So hockey's back, baby. You want to start with the exhibition game in?
2: And- why don't do I just drop the uh, the bet online ad read? Yeah, let's, let's do, do that now. Get that out of the way because I, I'd like to get these done uh, sooner rather than later. But. Uh, We do have to talk about show sponsor betonline.ag sports keep coming back. So does your chance to bet on them with our exclusive wagering partner, betonline.ag major league baseball will finally start the summer this weekend and it's in full swing and probably going to get canceled, but there's no shortage of ways to get in the action before they do cancel it. Uh, The NHL is back. Basketball is back. Golf is back. There's so many sports that you can go and bet on at betonline.ag. Uh, betonline.ag has all the odds, futures, and props for you to bet on. And uh, as sports starts to return, betonline.ag has sat down with Eddie George from the NFL, Robert Ory, seven-time NBA champ, and Harold Reynolds from the Major League Baseball to get their opinions on what it would be like playing without fans and what they have called pandemic visit betonline.ag today and use code clns50 folks that's clns50 when you check out all the odds and up-to-date sports news don't forget to sign up and take advantage of all the welcome back to sports bonuses betonline.ag your online wagering experts so miss heather yeah (laughs) let's do that we're gonna do a little something a little unorthodox um because i'm i'm typically the 11th hour guy that is uh, totally unprepared (laughs) but you came in uh hot today with the uh, topic agenda in a in an email sent so i i want to give you the floor and uh why don't you set the tone for the topics and we'll just we'll just go from there okay
0: yeah, we're going to run this, baby, right now. I still, again, I'm sitting, sorry. We might talk about, at the end, weird fan things. like That's okay. I'm like in a dilemma. What scarf? What scarf?
1: Okay. People need
2: to so, know how strange you are.
0: Um, Let's just take care of the actual business that really, I mean, obviously the boys, we they flew to the bubble. They were doing that last week when we talked. Uh, they were in there. A little couple videos out. Charlie McAvoy sent a nice one when they landed because of all the teams, the Bruins have had the least amount of like media fun this week and probably because they don't like letting anything's out and whatever, like where in the world is Kasha, right? Okay. So let's talk about Thursday versus Columbus though, right? Opening round. We both agree exhibition game, not, you know, whatever. Uh, would you agree overall, please knock off more rust before the puck drop in a couple of hours. Yes.
2: Yeah. I wasn't. Um, I mean, it was like the first action in so many months uh, against another team. Um, so, with that being said, is it, it, you not you didn't go through two weeks of playing each other, knowing your teammates' moves and so on, and getting prepared while you're trying to shake off said rust. They actually played a pretty decent team, um, but there was a lot of um, defensive meltdowns, either in the defensive zone or either uh, offensive coverage uh, coming back for plays and so on. Uh, uh, hint, hint, Sean Corrales, where were you? But anyway... Um, I mean, but that, that's what it is with an exhibition game. It's more of an, a, an evaluation to set your roster up for what you're actually going to be running. And I know they have extra forwards with them, so they can do mismatch and 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 that. So um, it, not a great effort. I thought Rasp was a little, uh, you know. I hope hopefully he gets back in shape. Uh, it kind of makes me wonder what's going on with him. We will talk about that later. Um, but, um, no, I mean an overall decent game. Good to see him out there, but, uh, they need to be better prepared exhibition or not. I mean, this is uh, today at three o'clock. This is the real deal. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, no, I agree with that. I, someone said, I don't remember what it was. Maybe it was like sports hub or something. I don't know. Like some hockey thing. I was and said, like sports thing said Columbus, like the Bruins came out to play an exhibition game and Columbus came out to play a hockey game and. It's true, and I'm not the bro. Again, it's an exhibition game. People, no one's like panic mode. Obviously, no one's played hockey for a while. It's a lot different playing against your teammates. I think we mentioned this last week. Uh, I'm. I was a little surprised though about the skating. I because we are gr- great skaters, like just as an overall team. So just for me, in the long run, second line, all right. Like you were the only ones that seemed to be playing, like some sort of organized like hockey. I don't know what was going on with defense, but. Again, I think I said to you last night, like I'm not putting it on the sixth defenseman. I'm wondering, not mad at you, Matt like You had a good game. Wasn't really mad at anyone, but I definitely was, oh, okay, well, let's regroup, go to practice, <laughs> maybe work on some of these things. But I think they'll be all right. And I'm not worried about seeding that kind of thing, but you still want to make the best effort. You got to, you know, and... Like I said to you, we're getting. I texted you, and I was like, "We're getting outskated by Columbus." You're like, "They're a good team." You know, I know they're a good team. I like Columbus, but oh, they shouldn't be outskating us. They might should be out hitting us, and if they're hot, maybe outscoring us. Their goalies might be hot, whatever. Blocking us, but we were our own worst enemy the other day, which is fine. It was game one, you know, in the bubble, getting adjusted still. And I'm sure by the time it's the 16 teams playing for the cup, everything's going to be hunky dory. I just would like to see. A little more, um, I don't know, the Bruins don't usually see them that disorganized. You know what I mean? They just seemed a little disorganized. And uh, as long as they kind of work on that, I'm sure Bush has them, whatever. They'll be fine. But sure. it's exciting. Today, though, like you said, it counts today. Today counts towards points, towards seeding, towards whatever. Uh, but either way, hockey's back. I want to talk about, a little bit about, um, it's been exhibition games. Yesterday on the first started the real, like you said, rock play-ins and round robin starts today or whatever um what do you like so far what do you like and what do you do you have any gripes and what do you do you like for the like uh content that they i mean it's a made for tv event at this point right there's no fan what do you what do you like and what do you not like well we'll talk about as like play goes so far but um just generally, like when you look at the arena and whatever, like as a fan, do you like the feel if you're going to have to watch it on TV with no fans in the stands kind of
2: thing? I, I said on Twitter that, and it was a, a, a real jab at the um, um, Long Island Islanders, uh, the New York Islanders. Um, it's almost like watching a game at Barclays Center with the, the car in the corner, you know, And but that's all the way around the arena. I mean, I, I – I don't mind it. I don't mind it at all. I mean, I do like to, you know, see the the kids and the signs and so on in the stands when there, or there's a whistle on an intermission and so on. But other than that, I think the NHL did a really good job setting everything up. I think it's very eye friendly for the goaltenders that um, they're not being d- d- disturbed uh, by, I mean, they could see the puck and so on and not having fans waving their hands in the background and so on. So, I mean, something they should be used to anyway as professionals, but I mean, overall the product's been really good. I'm you know, the, the whole bubble hockey theory is, is, is really coming into its own. And, um, I like it. I mean, it's it just, I just hope that, like we talked about last week, everybody's got to abide by the rules, do what it takes to get it done and, and, and try their best to win this thing. And, um, Obviously the, you know, exhibition game wasn't a, a great start for the, for the whole team to get back together and play against another opponent. But um, I believe Cassidy and coaching staff, training staff are going to be more prepared for Philadelphia today.
0: Yeah. Um, I really visually, I, you don't know what to expect, right? First of all, I think we should always keep the logo they have this year on Sen ice. It's way better than the Stanley cup playoff. I just love that. It says Stanley cup 2020, right? Um, I love, like, it is like, you know, we were all like, how are they going to really have the fans? And we know, like, the Bruins and other teams, like, fans were selling, you know, sending things in and stuff like that. <clears throat> but I love, like, le- like all day, yes, they had, like, the view parties up on the screen with the Zoom, th- and, like, I love that. Because the fans at home, they're like, there I- there we are, oh, my God. Like, they're watching it, and they can see them. Like, that's fun. Like, I, I think they've done a good job of ha- still having their fans with them. And they are a league that depends on their fans because like, you know, other ones have way more money and revenue to play with, but like they say, you know, hockey players are a different breed. So a hockey fans, do you know what I mean? Kind of thing. Yeah. Like they'll do whatever. Like when I saw Xana on the frigging commercial, I was like, Oh my God. Like, I like, I love that they have like just things from every team. Like, Even though obviously it's Edmonton and Toronto's arenas, they've done an excellent job of making it everybody's arena with all the flags or the goal, you know, horns and their own songs or whatever. And I do think that it looks visually awesome. What about play though? Yes, it was a crazy crazy oh i'd also like to say the bruins aren't the only top teams that looked like crap in these exhibition games
2: Yeah. oh god the
0: people who shouldn't be there came out swinging and the people who should be there look like the. yeah well you know not because they weren't trying or whatever like you said it has been five months since they played a meaningful hockey game of any sort but yeah what about actual play what was I mean, we got the Rangers wicked, a lot of penalties in that game, you know. Yeah, what what is
2: that? That that Rangers game was weird. I thought that they would be playing a little better, and I uh, was shocked to um, see uh, Lunkfist get the start, over Durkin, but uh, he was unfit to play. We will talk about a goaltender that is under that same category. But, um, I think with the, my biggest shock of the of the of the day was uh, the Chicago Edmonton game it was like mm-hmm. what what happened I, I thought for sure that Edmonton was going to play a little better than that but Chicago came to play and they and they uh, beat up yeah.
0: on St. Louis a couple of days ago in the exhibition game. But yeah. We talked about this, right? Chicago's one of those teams that are like, "Oh, okay, we shouldn't be here, but now that we are." I mean
2: Well, I they, got, they got they a good complement of of players on that roster. I mean, I mean Corey Crawford is a good goaltender. He is he awesome elite? Yesterday. I don't think he's elite or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But he's a, he's a good goaltender when you put uh, a strong defense in front of him, and when you got caves. Oh my God, Taves and Kane uh, up front, and um, and and the uh, the rookie Kubelik, um It's it's just a, a jam packed uh, offensive power coming at you, which is very sway. I mean, you, they could be playing very good, which they did yesterday, or they could be playing very bad. So, hmm. um, remains to be seen, I guess.
0: Yeah, but this is what happens when you let people in. Some people come to play like, okay, well, then we'll just work our way into this tournament, even though we shouldn't be here still at this point. <laughs> but we are with this crazy formula. Also, what is wrong with the Oilers? They did not look – they had maybe five minutes in the third where they looked like the Edmonton Oilers. But other than that, it was like all of a sudden they were like, oh, yeah. We have Drysidle and McDavid. And stuff. I mean, it took for James Neal to be like, "Guys, let's go!" Like, what's going on? But right, that was a good game. I didn't get to really watch much of the Islanders Florida game, uh, but that Pens Canadians game was a good game.
2: It was. It, yeah. was. it was definitely caught that out. later on, uh, the in the evening. But um, yeah, the, the yeah, it was uh, that yeah, was interesting. It was very interesting. Uh, two penalty shots in the same game. Has that ever happened in a playoff?
0: I don't know, but that wasn't – and uh, Brady – yeah, not Brady. Sorry, Brady. I'm not blaming you. Uh, Matthew Kachuk's in full-blown Matthew Kachuk mode. It's like he's ready. Like, he never stopped. He just was been, like, him chilling out, figuring out how he's going to come back on, like, his thing. But uh, I couldn't stay out for all the Flames Jets. It's just my eyes hurt. I was all tired. (laughs) I'm just saying. But uh, I think it's been good quality of play for what it is. I mean, you have to – especially this – but – starting yesterday like it does count for those people like what's the worst that happens the Bruins wear the third seed oh poor us like you know what I mean or whatever which again if you're not going to just let them be the top seed like we discussed they should have done but that was it was pretty fun and I like the funness of like wow it was good.
2: It was what was good for me was
0: your uh, ass, man.
2: What was good for me was is hockey Twitter getting back to like some kind of normalcy with with the absolute batshit crazy fans and the fans that you really pay attention to that have good things to say, um, they're not always negative. You know the, the negative Nellies out there they drive me absolutely crazy. But when you get a good conversation going and you see something good, uh, it is really nice to see back again.
0: We're going to talk the world world, weird world of hockey Twitter this week. It was a bizarre <laughs> Um All right. Well, we did have a re-signing this week. Not the re-signing that my heart's hoping for. Not that I don't love Anders Bjork. You know I do. Uh, but let's talk about Bjork's new contract. What do we got here?
2: I like the deal. I, um, it is, it's short term. I would call this like a a type of bridge deal. Um, more or less, I I call bridge deals two years, but let's, let's call it a three year bridge. Um, Really show me contract, um, and cap friendly. So, uh, from my friend at cap friendly, uh, on Twitter, uh, he mentioned that even after the Bork, uh, the Bjork, uh, signing, that there's 17 million, right around 17.5 to to get other uh, players done on this team, and and to me that is enough to lock down your your guy Tori Krug and our guy Tori Krug. So um, I think something's going to get done sooner or later. I'm not sure what the holdup is if they're going to sign Bjork. And the other thing is, is I I'm really getting sick of the narrative of when players need to be signed. I there's no order there's no order negotiations happen. You know what I mean? So, um, obviously this was a a deal that was a 1.6 for three years. That's the AAV, uh, per cap friendly at cap friendly on Twitter. They broke it down to a 1.4, a 1.6 and a 1.8 in the final year of actual money. So, um, that is good. And he also still will be RFA at 27 years old when this deal is over and still will be arbitration eligible. So the 1.8 in the final year will be the benchmark that they'll go to the arbiter and talk about. And more or less, um, it, it is trending in arbitration that the the arbitrator um, uh, sides heavily with the player. So we'll see what happens with that. But by that time, I think that the cap space will be a little more open uh, to sign him if he shows it. Only if he shows it. If he doesn't do anything, I even as an RFA, I, I'm not sure if I'd keep him around with with uh, other players in the lineup and the depth uh, uh, of the organization. So um, I thought it was a good deal, you know. But now he's just going to bring it.
0: Yeah, it was exactly the deal that we said he probably would get right somewhere. I, I said five two five two. three. See, I didn't think two, five, three. And you know how people right now are bitching that he, oh, you paid him that much. No, I think uh, he deserves a bump, right? But it's not too much of a bump because he has played very well this year. And I do think that he's earned that kind of bump, but he also has earned to keep it and see how much you're worth. Like you said, when you finish growing into yourself, which is, this is his first year up and he's looked all right and should be only good things moving up from here. But I don't think it's too bad we talked about this though i think they have exactly enough to sign everybody on this team it whether it's three years or one year or whatever so that next year the team looks pretty much the same
2: so in per cap friendly and uh at bruins cap space i think i got that right um they both mentioned that is 17.5 uh cap space for 2021 and in 21 22 there's 44 million Hmm. I think it's good. I think we're going to be okay. <laughs> yes.
0: And even if it stays flat, they already know. Do you know what I mean? Like, they already know. Like, so like, when we get to the end of Krejci, if Krejci does stay here and re sign, which in my heart, that's what I would like for him to have another two years or so. Chris Blackley
2: just, just a gave you a, a virtual well, air hug. I
0: it the same way. Like, the other day, I was like, I think Tori Krug's going to score first. It's like, we think, like I'm like, I know. That's why my second choice was Krejci. Like, I do love <laughs> David Krejci. But, you know, like, those players, like, again, like Krejci's not going to go onto the free market to try and make $9 million. He's probably going to want to finish his career for two years and then go back home. You know what I mean? And wrap yeah. it up in a reasonable deal. Like, cause that's what they do here. Right. So that the young kids can. Um, but I do think we have enough. I think, I don't know, but it it does make me nervous. Like you said, there is no real order to signed you know what i mean because it could be signed on everybody at the cheaper contracts and then figure out if you can give tory krug a reasonable like you said like you got to give at least a seven or it's not even worth it you know what i mean
2: and then the the the, the popular narrative too uh or it's for me um the unpopular narrative is um you know when you talk about tory krug and him potentially making seven million seven five and then and then people freak out you can't pay people more than. Pasternak and Bergeron and Marshan, and he's a defenseman. That's just not right. Well, sorry, folks. That's it's just the way organizations work. You know, there's no rhyme or reason to when people get signed and and any order or or what. You know, well, there
0: just, is actually like
2: when Bergeron
0: got signed, the cap was lower, so his six whatever a year it was, would be equal to the whatever. And don't tell me what you can play defenseman. No offense, like Eric Carlson, like you haven't even played a damn game of hockey in like almost two years and you make a mazillion dollars a year. So don't tell me who's where. I'm so sick of like comparables and this and that, like I'm telling you. Again, maybe not your best defensive defensive. I just mean generally, I, I do think all these players are valuable. There's not anybody I'd be not a little upset to not be able to keep them around, but... I, I'm stuck. I'm but the problem is that now there's all the talk of like, Oh, the longer it takes, the less likely. No, not really. Cause you still have the same amount of money to play with. Do you know what I mean? It's not yeah. like, you know what I mean? Now if everyone signed, but Tory Krug, then obviously the writing is on the wall. So yeah. I don't yeah. know, but we have other people too. That's fair. So, I do think it's like, I think it's fair though, Bjork, if we're going to talk about him, I think it's a great show me deal three more years you lock that down in the cap because what he's seen he's showing that he probably will be able to be worth four million five million dollars his next contract or whatever if he keeps progressing you know so I thought it was an all right signing of course it wasn't the signing that I was every day like i said I just want to tear down sweetie please god just tell me either way so, yeah. Yeah. I think I think right it's
2: good now, value like, good value like, like, for for I think it's good value for a player that will probably look really good on the third line with uh uh Corrale and coil
0: They're looking all right. That going on, please, Sean Corrales, I love you. And I know it's been a rough year, but you're starting to hurt my feelings at this point. I need you to be better for you. And- the lower end of our order here. I just need you to be because I need your leadership out there. You're you're our dude that just takes and goes. Come on, guy, like follow me, like you know. What run mean? Like, through a up?
2: wall type of player. How do we do
0: it exactly. All right, shall we talk about uh, is Brad Marchand okay? He left the uh, Columbus game the other day.
2: He's yeah, fine. from points that I'm hearing is and 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 Bruce Cass he said post game that he's he's not overly worried about um, the injury. What was it by the way? I. I I forgot. I don't
0: know. I've heard maybe his groin. No one seems to have actually seen the injury, but he clearly yeah. was hurt. I I don't know. He's unfit to play. That's all I know.
2: Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> the that's the new narrative in the NHL these days. But um, no, I, I don't think Cassidy was uh, overly concerned. He did say that there'll be a follow up to the injury. There wasn't a follow up to the injury um, in the press conference, which had people thinking that it might be longer term. But he was at practice yesterday, so. Uh, and he was on the top line working with his uh, his buds Pasternak and, and Bergie, so I'm um, not overly concerned about 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 that more or less uh, on somebody else that's um, that recently got injured. So,
0: well, let's talk about that right now before we move on to the other check. Uh, how about Tuca? We just found out that he is not starting against Philly today, which obviously when people hear this, will have already played the game, but we still have to mention it between us, right?
2: Yeah. Uh, Tuka Rask, um, per uh, the Patriot ledger, Mike Loftus, a great guy, met him several times. um, Mentioned on Twitter that Rask has not skated, has not been on skates since the Thursday um, exhibition game against Columbus. So, this could be, and even Maria from Watertown, our very own black and gold writer, uh, mentioned something on Twitter too that this might be the, uh, the lingering finger injury that's, uh, that keeps uh, hampering him a little bit from his box, uh, box jumps that he did during the, the COVID off season. So um, I, I think Cassidy said today that uh, he says that uh, Rask is feeling better. And should be able to get in the action uh, sooner rather than later. But for today, and we we kind of knew that that uh, Halak was going to at least play one of these three games. So um, this isn't this isn't such a bad move to give Tukes uh, a little bit more rest um, going into the game against uh, Tampa Bay on um, on Wednesday. So um, it is Halak today, and uh, we'll see what hap- how he's prepared for it. I want to say that this isn't a surprise. Um, uh, This, this move was like, like Loftus said, uh, Rask hasn't skated. And uh, so that means that I would, I would probably go on the line and say, uh, Cassidy probably said, Yarrow, I would be ready. Train yourself up to Sunday afternoon's game. Like you're starting. So, I think I think everything's going to be okay. I think I think you're going to see a good Yaroslav Halak. I thought he played okay, uh, not great, but okay uh, in the uh, in the in the exhibition game against uh, uh, Columbus when they split split the duties. So I think it'll be okay.
0: Yeah, I was thinking it's probably that the finger. I mean, who knows if he hasn't skated, he might have pulled a groin or there's going to be a lot of like groin and hip flexor. Oh yeah. After these first few games, which always happens in any sport, frankly, but especially a sport like this, you know. Um, I think it's probably wise. Again, it is just playing. It is playing for points or whatever, but it's not like we're in danger of not being in the top four seeds either way. So, if it is a finger it probably is best to just rest it a little bit. You know what I mean? And it's not like Yarrow can't, you know? And just because they said that he's Yarrow's starting, that doesn't mean that you won't see, you know what I mean? Like, he'll be out on the ice. So maybe just rest him, play this game. Maybe he'll be at practice Tuesday and be starting on Wednesday. Like you said, you don't want to push it this early, though. Like, if it is something, you want them to heal up as best as they can as they move forward before it, like, really, really counts, you know?
2: Yeah. You no, absolutely. absolutely. I'm not too
0: worried, but it's just to mention. And I def, you know me, I trust Yaroslav Halak. I like him. I think he's a good goaltender. I think he's always been a great like role player on whatever team he's on. And he's certainly, you know, been there, whatever. Oh my god, I'm sorry. I was just thinking about how they won the Jennings Trophy this year, and then I was thinking, did you see that commercial with Enterprise? He's like, oh, you left your cup in the car, like with Marty Brodor. He's like the the Zena? No, the. Uh, Jennings trophy uh, the Stanley Cup or whatever. He's like going there, and he's like, "No, I think it's just your coffee cup or <laughs> whatever." <laughs> it's, just, <laughs> it's just funny. He's like, all right. Anyways, moving on. Let's talk about the other check in our lives. Well, we have a couple checks in our lives. We already we're cool with crazy. fine. Pasta, whatever. Pasta. Like everyone's like, "Oh yeah," pa-, like pasta didn't look particularly spectacular either. Everyone looked a little rough, and I'm not. I'm still a little mad at him, but whatever. You scored the goal, so you got to be the hero and got the goal, you know. But still, mm I like to have you just a little more focused on you, because he is fast and we need his shot, you know, like you were gonna try and get up on these points. But the mystery of the Kasha continues in the world. Where and what is going on? Now, I a lot of people were mad the other day he wouldn't go into specifics. I, I understand that. We don't know what it is. There could be something unrelated to COVID or anything else that has had a reason this kid has not been there. We don't know, okay? And the NHL is a organization and the Bruins are certainly a particular organization within that, that it's none of your goddamn business. Like what's going on in here is not your business. It's between the 40 of us and we're not going to tell you unless we want to. So leave us alone. Right. Or maybe it's, I don't know what it is. I don't know, but seems weird to me that they've only been there a week. Right. So he did media on what Thursday or Friday, which day was it? Maybe Friday. But if he had flown commercial, he would have had to quarantine for four days. So that would mean even if he flew out, unless he flew out later on Sunday night, and they've just pretending like he wasn't with the team already in Toronto – that seems to me you would not be available to media availability because you haven't served your four days or whatever. I'm just confused on what's going on. I'm not hating on Everything, Yeah, well, you know what? It's not his fault that he was injured when he first got traded here and then a pandemic happened. So, you know, on some level, we don't know what would have happened. He could have been our Marcus Johansson, Charlie Coyle, friggin' happiness kind of infusion that happened. We don't know. Not saying that he shouldn't still be t- like, what the hell is going on with you? You know, whatever. But- it's very weird because yes, the whole is. time administration's been going, oh, he can't, you know, he can't be here, but, like, he will be here. And, like, we expect he'll be with the team, but we don't know when he'll be with the team. And, like, I don't know what's going on. What think, what think you, Mark, of this continuing Kasha saga?
2: I don't know um, because of the, the whole, and I'm using the air quotes, unfit to play, unfit to participate, unfit to cross the border, unfit to whatever. So my whole theory on this thing is I really don't care. I mean, I do at a point that it's, it's, it's Boston Bruins related to my favorite team and it's the team that we cover uh, every week, every day, 24 seven. So, but what I'm more worried about now about uh, Andre Kasha is um, how he's going to play in these uh, games if he plays at all. Uh, because there's a lot – there's heavy speculation that he's going to be one of those types of players that are going to have to earn his spot back. And that's it. You, if you want to get in the lineup, you have to show you, you uh, need to work as hard as anybody else on the ice and uh, and show the, the coaching staff that – you have the trust and, and reliability to, to get back there and do what it takes to win. So he's got a lot of work to do. And if he doesn't make it, and if he doesn't work hard enough, we have players that have come along with the extra 20. i I'm um, So not the extra 20, but we have 20 players that we're going to rely on. And we have extras that can uh, be uh, fit to play whenever. So I'm, I, it doesn't really bother me because the fact is that he really didn't show me much in the six games that he played in the national hockey league, Boston Bruins when he got traded. So um, it just, I don't know, but it is a mystery with the whole thing that why wasn't he there? Why wasn't he participating in all this? And I get the HIPAA and all that stuff too, but um, it just remains a mystery.
0: My thing is, I'm not going to do all the speculation of, like, is it because he doesn't have his work ethic? I'm not getting sucked into that rabbit hole. That, again, is between Don Sweeney, Cam Neely, the Jacobs family, and Coach Cassidy and him. Do you know what I mean? That has nothing, you know, because we don't know what's going on. It might not be a matter of that. Do you know what I mean? It could very well, I mean, if they were on that plane or whatever, say they got exposed to COVID and he was getting weird falls, like, whatever, like, that's not that. Um, nobody really has the second line right wing spot, not in the last five fucking years. So I'm sick of hearing that too. Like it's, but the team like, meaning like Cassidy and them, I think, I feel, I can't gauge if they're more annoyed about everyone just shut up about Kasha. Like, why is he the one you're obsessed with? Like if two goes off the ice, then me be worried about it. Like you're like, you know. He's not like he's, it's not like Chara's missing. Like, you know what I mean? I think they are annoyed that they're sick of talking about it because like, get the clue, man. We're not going to tell you and move on. And we expect him to be with the team. And by all how they're talking is, whether he starts on the third line or not, this kid, when he's able to, will be on the ice in the starting 12. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's what even their tone, even, I don't know. It's just weird. Like, I'm just more annoyed of like, we don't know what's going on. And like, the media people can't all get in there. So they're losing their minds and just saying whatever's coming out of their brains this week. Like are just losing their minds. And who cares about speculation? Because we don't know that he's going to, like, you know, this is, you, this. And I'm just saying I have lived in Metro Boston my whole entire life, my whole entire life as a mainstay of where I was my primary residence. And one thing I know is if in two weeks i Andre Kasha has scored two goals or helped Krejci in DeBrusket, you know, whatever, he will be the magic boy. And I will be like, oh yeah, man, I wish he was here early, you know, and like him again, you know, whatever. Just like I said about Jackson Nika, that part of what I'm skeptical about is I don't want this kid if he gets a couple bad turnovers and now people start hammering him for his confidence because I'm going to need you. Cause so maybe that isn't on the second line, but I would like to have you available for to plug other spots as necessary. You know what I mean? Yep. Uh, so vice versa, so we don't know, because that's my whole thing, is we didn't really gauge him that much. I was more concerned about his injuries than his ability to play top minutes. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. But we'll see what happens. But I just am like it's a mystery. It's a mystery of people's obsessions with Kasha, which I'm not saying it's not weird, the whole situation, but I do so know. My, my,
2: my buddy Paul Hogan mentioned that, I believe, on the Facebook uh, the other day, uh, yesterday, and he just said, what is the glorified – um, hype about Kasha. I mean, I mean, if you look at the way he played in Anaheim, it wasn't mostly injured, but um, he wasn't like explosive offensively. Got good speed, decent puck possession, but got
0: in the corners.
2: Not, yeah, you know, but you know, Paul was absolutely right when he said that. He's like, are people just really like overrating this type of player when we've just seen the six games from him in black and blue.
0: I don't think he black and gold. I don't think he's being overrated, but I do think he's also being overly hammered. Do you know what I mean? Like, this kid was here. Like, let's be a little more inclusive. Like, let's be a little more like, just on one level. It's like, either way, it's not, we have enough people. We're going to be fine. You know, like, and, but at the same time, these same people that are bitching, like he hasn't been around, will be the same people bitching when he does play. We'll be like, oh yeah, now he gets like, well, what do you want, dude? They traded to get him thinking that it might shore up a little bit and at least give options on that right side. He only played six goddamn games. He was injured a lot this year. But if you look at any footage, he does seem like he'll play well in the system and what you know what I mean? Just everyone calm down. It's not like, again, I was more mad at Pasta for this exact reason. Like everything seems fine with him, but who knows what's going on? There could be something totally independent of whatever happened with him and Pasta that started the whole like media, like whatever, but... He's not the most responsible Bruin, but he also shouldn't have to be because he's only been a Bruin for three weeks before everything shut down. I'm not saying he shouldn't own his responsibility, but all right, great we're moving point. on. We just gave way too much time again on that, but I just like, people, calm down because, again, in three weeks, you'll all love him. Oh, yeah, great addition to the Bruins. Sweeney, he's Maspo at the Denver. Yeah,
2: like Matt Kalman said, uh, a, a former writer at WEI and NHL.com and a bunch of other places said that, Regardless, uh, if the Bruins win the Stanley Cup, are you going to really go back to the beginning of or the end of July, beginning of uh, August and and still nitpick why players weren't there anymore? I doubt it. No,
0: no, not at all. (laughs) Yeah, if we're still playing come the last week of September, no one is even going to remember any of this happened. No one. Exactly. Oops. Just like that. But oh my God, the the pump up videos have been finally coming out. Like I said, everyone else has been really fun. All the teams and there's so much footage. And of course, not us. It's like they're the boys playing soccer with masks on. That's all we get. We don't get anyone jamming on their guitar or anything fun. Well, whatever.
2: I heard Mr. Uh, Eric Neville was getting a little pump-up video going on, huh?
0: Yeah, he's like, they we were talking, he's going to do a pump-up video if we get done in time before we go to watch the game or whatever. Uh, but yeah, he's the dude that, if any, the 40 of you that actually, whatever, but he, is, he was wearing the brew and stuff. Oh my God, he got he was posing. He's he got go, go get my hockey stick. All right, I'm going to get your hockey stick. And he's like so li- he looks so little he's like in my sweater that i'm wearing even though it's 100 degrees it's game day what can i do people who love this i'm gonna be buried in this mark this is the shirt okay Barry knows sebastian right. wants to put me in montreal stuff don't let him don't let him <laughs> if people anything montreal touches my body you are to knock him out and put him in the grave with me do you understand yeah it's grace all right let's move on to we're playing now we're two hours in 14 minutes or so away. But
2: who's Um, counting?
0: But who's counting? I'm not counting. I mean, I don't, I'm not counting. I'm not counting. I'm, I have nothing else going until exactly three Oh five or whatever, but no, you know me, I gotta be, I'm weirdo. I gotta be there 15 minutes at least ahead of time, (laughs) have everything set up. Anyways, we'll talk about weird fan things. What is your expectation? Just a general, like we're not analyzing analytical. We're not basing it on the Columbus game. We're not basing it on how we were kicking ass this season. What? are your expectations for this team for these four round-robin games? Like, wh- where would you like to see them fall? What are the things you'd like to see? You know, you just want to know before we go into the actual tournament that things are popping off.
2: Yeah, the three games that they're playing, you mean?
0: That's what I mean. Did I say four? Four teams,
2: four teams three games. Four um, yeah, I mean, I'm still holding high expectations for this team because even though there was a break in between, on a long break, I, I really think that – Everybody's starting off at square one. There's nobody in the lead, not like a regular season when you have time to, to close a gap or, or, you know, create a gap. Um, but these, these teams are going to be also hungry, too, because they were the best in, their, in the conference. Uh, Philly, Tampa Bay, and, and Washington uh, aren't going to be pushovers. And the more we get involved in this, so we have Philadelphia today – um, well, hopefully we come out strong, but by the time they play Tampa Bay on Wednesday, let's get in like regular season form by then. And then when they play Washington on Saturday, Sunday, has that been determined Sunday. yet?
0: I think it's Sunday
2: for the time hasn't been, well,
0: yeah, but there's no time yet.
2: That's when you're really going to, because Washington has, as has, uh, throughout history, in my opinion, I or more or less recent history have just, own the Verwins. Um, you know I think that it's like a, a 20 and two record or something like that it's absolutely crazy but um, each game you have, you're gonna have to be more prepared than the other uh, and 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 the the goal is to come out of there as the top seed even though you're going in as a top seed retaining it is huge because you're going to be receded throughout the the remainder of the playoffs after this so Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I gotta see these, these guys win all three. Is it realistic? Who knows, especially with the injuries and, and unfit to play scenarios and blah, blah, blah. Um, I still have a strong feeling that that this team is going to wake up. And, uh, I think Bruce Cassidy is going to do the right things to push these guys to make them successful and put them in areas of, uh, you know, where they can learn to figure out where, and I know it's only like, it's, it's, it's an unconventional playoff right now because we're not seeing a best of four out of seven. We're seeing just like one games and so on. So if you can start early and figure out where teams are are being, uh, you know, exposed and then, you know, hammer that wound, get it open and, and continue to pound them because that's what you need to do. Uh, goaltenders like of heart. he's young, he's good. Um, goaltenders like um, um, the guy down in Tampa Bay, I can never, Vascolevsky.
0: Vascolevsky.
2: Yeah, God, and uh, and whoever's yeah. in net for Washington, Hopey or, or Elias Mzanoff, Um, they're, they're all going to be tough, tough goaltenders that uh, are very good at angles and, and, and good at their craft that it's not going to be easy to do. So you have to get a lot of rubber on them no matter what.
0: I don't expect them to be the number one seed. I just think it's unrealistic to win all three, like to put that kind of expectation. It would be awesome if you won all three, but the chances are you may lose to Philly or Tampa or Washington. I know this statistically, analytically, for those of you who love that out there. But I also know this from watching my team play these other teams. I know my team can beat these teams, but I also know these teams were the top four teams for a reason in the conference. Do you know what I mean? That being said, I think it's, Actually, I think that's going to be cool. It's like it's a catch 22, right? Because you are playing the other heavy hitter, you know, kind of just generally once they get their shit together, best teams in the league kind of teams. That's good, though, because your compete level is going to start up here, but not so high because you're not getting eliminated, right? So, like, the compete level is going to be up high, just like it is in the best of three. But you still got to watch out for your injuries and stuff. But in the end, it's just – so your compete level is already up here. So if you do that and then we say we get, like – a team that we should easily be able to beat, which, again, that's all caveat, you know, whatever. Like, no one's easy to beat. Like, the playoffs are a beast, and anybody can win at any given time. I believe that on any day, you know, any given Sunday, right? This Sunday, you know, whatever. So just play the best you can. All I'm asking for is at least being the second seed. Do you know what I mean? I don't want to end up number four. That's not cool. It's not because, – mainly because even though there's been five months, we also were the – we're the defending Eastern Conference champions – from last year too. Do you know what I mean? So you have to at least be the second seed. If you think that you're in the right frame of mind to make the run all the way to the final again, I just want to see our special teams look like they should, right? Our power play is awesome. Not always the best in the league, but we are always in the top five usually of power. You know what I mean? Uh, Same thing with the PK, like our defense needs to just get the rust out and other than that, I think we'll be ready the minute that the first real round starts. But that's all I really expect. I expect you to figure it out. I expect you to not be disorganized. You know, I expect you guys to figure out again how you're clicking because they are like a like all the teams. They're a band of brothers. Like, it's going to come down to, especially with all the fans being taken out of it, what happens in these locker rooms with these teams is going to be the difference
1: mm-hmm.
0: on the ice and off the ice. So that's all I want is I want them to make a good showing. I'd like them to maybe pop Tampa in the teeth or Washington – you know, like I'd rather maybe beat them just for my own satisfaction, but i I can't skate, so no one's asking me to do that. so <laughs> I mean Kasha half like magic somewhere else is already better on their team than I am, so all right, so that that's all the like thing, whatever. don't lose steam, guy. Where's your thing? How long till the game time? Two hours and ten minutes? gotta get this sh- going all right <laughs> so um. I would like to. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. No, actually, the next thing I forgot. It, you want to talk about the AHL? Oh, they present for you?
2: Yes, yes. the The American Hockey League on Thursday last week, uh, July 30th, came out with a an article, and I I wrote an article about it after on um, about the Providence Bruins and when they could expect to come back. Now, there's a There's a tentative date in plan, which is December 4th. Happens to be my birthday. Shout out, Mary. Hmm? Happy birthday Um, to me ahead of time. But um, that is a a target date that they want to get back to work. Um, But this is going to be very weird coming back logistic-wise because unlike the NHL, the AHL, the NHL can get – money generated funds from advertising and tv stuff the american hockey league is not televised and well they might be but not all 31 teams um they might do individual stuff in their certain areas so um they rely on fans in the stands now the last time i heard was the the they didn't want to Go forward with a plan uh, uh, of starting uh, the 2021 season without a vaccine, but something has changed in the um, in the in the whole way everything is going out. Uh, there's a task force, uh, a COVID task force that the AHL and NHL are working together. One of the members happens to be General Manager John Sweeney, um, so they've had a lot of um, dialogue about. Uh, how to do it safely and how to you know because to for the nhl to move forward you need to be accompanied by an affiliated team uh, below you so you can have your prospects and and you, know, you two-way players skating uh, and be ready for emergency situations um, so i just i think that the 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 ahl is really taking the lead the, i'm sorry the nhl has taken the lead on this and the ahl is following but it's really going to really going to see what happens with with the fans and the stands and how that's all going to work out because um from my understanding that 12 out of the 31 teams in the american hockey league are not owned by um their uh, parent club and that includes the providence bruins the boston bruins do not own the providence bruins they are an affiliation and so on. That's a separate entity and blah blah blah. But other teams in the National Hockey League, they do own their minor pro system. So should be interesting. But it's a good, um, good you know, time to start talking about getting the AHL and some and some minor hockey back up. Um, uh, I forgot what I was going to say, but um, yeah.
0: Well, that's right. Oh, oh, I'm
2: sorry. I got it. I got it. Um, this might be beneficial to uh, AHL TV too. So if they can, if some of these organizations can go on without asses in the seats and dollars and blah, 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 and concessions, I think that AHL TV might have a huge benefit and, and increase subscriptions by that. Um, you know, if you're able to play in the buildings without fans, uh, go to AHL TV tv.com uh, or the AHL website and subscribe. Um it's cheap. I mean it's like $80 to watch every game from all 31 teams and it's like 40 something dollars or $30 to watch your your favorite team home and away. So and that's all year and and they have a great playoff package too that unfortunately was not able to be used for the first time. AHL TV is new to the AHL. So they took over for new Leon who was an absolute shit show and they cost way too much. I used to pay $350 just to watch every team play. Now it's only 79. So it's a huge benefit.
0: You are a maniac guy. I
2: can't I mean, help it.
0: Just saying. Um, what was, Oh, what was I going to say? Oh, and that's right in line with when the NHL is planning, hopefully to restart. To start the twenty twenty one season, right first week of December. That's what their kind of numbers.
2: They so were talking. Been, about, they were talking been, about early, de, early December, mid December, um, that timeline uh, to get to get back on uh, after the uh, a brief off season. Um, because I, I think you have to have like so many days uh, yeah. in between per it's uh, it's per CBA and per union law that you have to have a break so. Well, I think that's why
0: they're doing the October like cup can't be awarded after October fourth because that gives them exactly to your birthday for puck to drop. Do you know what I mean? That exactly. Gives them- wow,
2: that'd be great. Could you imagine Finally, something cool in twenty twenty?
0: Started the same day on your birthday. Yeah, that'd be I'm badass. Case of Whitney, and I'm just gonna leave you there in your glory. <laughs> Let's see what's happening. Um, okay, so. But again, like we're just we're loosey goosey today, okay? People, I I can't contain myself. I'm like listening. I'm like, yes, I'm very excited about the H when does the Coyotes game start? Like that's my
2: like. That's two o'clock, right?
0: <laughs> so bad. Yeah, it, it starts at two. Yeah, I just I wanna
2: We got time. We're just we're approaching the 50 minute yeah, mark it, right now.
0: Yeah, oh I'm not rushing. I don't care as long as I'm there when the Bruins game starts. Um but uh, I would like to, I don't know, just like you're going to fill in some gaps now. There, again, there's not really, like next week it'll be way more like a lot of games have happened and now we're back and kind of like reporting games. And what,
2: what we'll do for the folks that are listening and watching on YouTube, and speaking of YouTube, I have to get on my ass about uploading videos. I just haven't had time because I've been doing a lot of advertising meetings, a lot of hiring and training. It's just, it's a one man show basically, but we do have a great team. Um, yeah. I forgot what I was going to say again. Jesus. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, I'll be getting back on the YouTube uh, soon, shortly. So go ahead. Okay.
0: So I don't know, but what I was going to say is uh, we'll get back to like the normal for those of you who like, when we recap every goal score and all that, like we're going to get back on track for some of that, but I don't care. Sometimes you just got to have fun and be a chat. This is after all a podcast of by fans, fundamentally so we're gonna do that so let's talk okay so obviously you know i'm new on the twitter i still don't know what the hell i'm doing i tried to do hashtags this morning i don't know if i did it right i don't know so last week, right very strange world okay first let's address the hockey media i think are losing their mind there's a lot of complaining about not having being able to be in the bubble which i understand from their profession i understand But I also understand the NHL needed to lock that shit down and only let who they need to let in there. And if they're only doing virtual freaking media anyways, then you, sorry, buttercup, are going to have to watch it at your hotel or whatever. The media isn't even allowed to stay in the bubble. They have to stay outside the bubble and get tested and in and out like all the other employees at this time. So I do feel bad because sports writers, I absolutely feel for you. I, I love sports. So It's been heartbreaking watching people lose their jobs and getting like, you know, this and that, like everybody else, right? Everyone's taking a hit. So I do feel for that and I feel sad and there's some people I'm really going to miss being in there. I got Mike Milbury in there, so I'm all right. No, I'm just kidding. Mm. Uh, but I also need you to stop whining about being in there because you know what, for the 99% of the rest of us, we never get to go in there. So can you please stop? Do- like, oh, you're gonna have to just be a fan and report from your thing. You can still sit there and tweet and watch. You're literally doing the same thing that Jack Edwards and Andy Brickley are doing and everybody else like home broadcasts are broadcasting from their home on a video screen too so just like they're gonna have to adapt so are you i love you guys i feel for you i'm so happy your product's back so you can at least you know put out a blog or something and get like your, you know what i mean like use your skills do what you love to do but please stop crying about it because for the rest of us the rest of us never get to do that and let's all just love that we have hockey back and move on and stop chirping the shit out of each other there's been so much fighting from like hockey reporters, people who are members of the Professional Writers Hockey Association. I don't know if you want to get into the actual details. Anybody who has been out there has seen it, but like, you look, I'm like, what is going on? It all started a couple of weeks ago. Mancuso's mind went, right, and he stopped. And from there on out, it's like hockey, like I, which is funny because this week we finally have like games and stuff back on and like you'd think it'd be more back to normal business. No like hags and wish are fighting. What is going on? What is Matt Porter talking about? He's just like, you know what I mean? Like just people are spouting off. I don't know. What do you, I like, that's just weird to me. Like you guys are the, you guys are supposed to be the reporters, man. It's supposed to be the fans fighting on Twitter. I think, I don't know. I don't know that much about Twitter. What say you, Mark? Oh
2: yeah. The one that, um, that really got me was uh, the Matt Porter, Boston Globe writer, um, and he's a nice guy and everything, but I just think that it's a little stretch here with the whole hat, you know, the guy wore a hat, big deal. I don't, I'm, I'm so sick and tired of hearing all this crap, but, um, you know, Matt, Matt Porter put out a picture of, uh, of, of Tuka and Catherine Tappan on an interview, Rask had a Boston police hat on. And of course, Matt Porter... And there it is. And I have an image that has been since um, taken down by either the NHL, the Boston Bruins, or Marsh and himself of Mr. Bradley uh, saying to uh, Porter, are you fucking serious, Porter? This here is why you are part of the problem. Wow. That yeah. was uh, a very, very stern shot fired Um you know, and, and he's absolutely right that, that a lot of this divide is coming from a media standpoint and, and, and to have the platforms being used like that. I think, uh my Shan explained it very, very accurately that, uh, that, that type of stuff needs to stop because it's just, just creating more diversity in a world that is already way too much.
0: Well, I would say, I say this all the time. Americans, please, we all love this country. Stop attacking each other at all times about every opinion you have, everything you've done, you know, whatever. How about, first of all, like I said in the beginning, I'm like, uh, or he just had that hat and that's the one he threw on after practice before he did a Zoom meeting or whatever. But here's a crazy idea like, you can actually support diversity and support fixing the problems that are wrong in our systems or whatever like you know it doesn't like everything is my my main thing is like this concerns me and i am a liberal i'll say it i'm a liberal i was lefty before it was cool i'm maybe not as crazy as the lefties today but like i'm just saying right or wrong we are all the same people everything is not symbolic okay sometimes you just have a boston police hat you know what i mean there's nothing wrong with supporting your community and supporting you know like I'll say it. I'm sure you can all tell if you've seen us on YouTube. I am definitely a see-through white girl. That does not mean I think it's not fucked up that Americans get fucking shit on in stupid ways and are denied their rights as fucking citizens. Yeah. But do I also think that there are a lot of good police and we need to give them the support too, to get rid of the bad police. And we all come together as communities, you know, like they're always saying things like back in the day, cops were part of the community. They walked the beat. They knew the name, you know, whatever we need to get back to those things. We need to get, you know, like we need to get away from every time you don't like that something that's whatever. So you took offense or whatever to that this is undermining the exact statement, the Bruin sent out. No, it's fucking not. No, it's not. How is it? It's not. It's no different than first responders. All it was was a goaltender who had a hat in his bag and he threw it on his goddamn head. And that had to turn into literally a war of like just people screaming at each other. Stop yelling at each other. Everybody just stop over everything. I don't care what it is. Hockey hats, what goaltenders are wearing, what's happening here, what's happening there, what politicians, everyone stop. Take a breath, did we not learn anything in 2020? Like, let's stop being hyper reactive to everything. Let's take a minute, we have time to pause and like value our lives and value other people's lives and just, we don't have to make a big deal out of every goddamn thing, because then what happens is the big deals get lost in the shuffle. Like yesterday, I was very upset because I was seeing people like, oh, won't anyone take a knee with, with Duma yesterday, right? But what I'm thinking is, no this is the right thing because the last message that needs to be sent is white ass hockey, right? Especially I, they're an organization that's trying to confront their own injustices and in whatever thing that's falled out, right? No, this is not for Sidney Crosby and them to be a part of or whatever, you know, like this is for them to make it for him to kneel and have the support in his company, giving him the platform in the moment to be the spotlight. It doesn't have to always be about everyone, right? Like that's not, Catalyst for changes. We all support you in the way that you. We need to support each other at the time. So, like those kind of things. Like, who cares if you don't like how they did it? That is the biggest thing I've seen fucking hockey do that was meaningful for diversity in a very long time. I'm loving this diversity. You know the new uh, HDA. I can't wait to see what they do as a program and an organization to help change culture within the sport and outside. You know, I mean, in the communities in which that these teams are in and stuff, but like everyone just shut up. When did everybody's opinion become actual fact or whatever? Like, Jesus, it's so weird. The woker we get, the more stupid we get. I don't get it. Like how woke can you actually be if we're all just getting like degenerating ourselves into just, I don't know, address real problems. Don't make problems out of no problems. Can everybody do that for me? I'm sorry. That was my Inga rant for today because it's just bothered me. But there have been some great chirps going on outside of the professionals with the on like Twitter and stuff or whatever, I'm sure other social media. I love the teams chirping each other. I love it. Also, can someone explain to me pastas? I don't know why I, I uh chirped Tom Wilson. I just felt like it. I just got the crazy Twitter fingers <laughs> and just what? He like said, hey, best goal score, whatever. And I think it's weird. Like I can just see Tom Wilson going okay Ovi disagrees I think can you imagine him sitting there looking and getting like so some of the hockey players have been getting a little silly up in there too so
2: bye. speaking of silly the, there's a, a narrative out there on the tweet machine saying that and I've seen it a couple of times not just for one person that they they seem to think that Tuka Rass is a little hungover so what? Wow. I, 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 yeah, I know right I don't I don't understand that but whatever I think he's going to be more of a professional. 30 years than that.
0: ago, hockey players showed up still drunk to play the game. So yeah, they were I mean? smoking pot like, as so... they
2: walked in the locker room. Yeah. So, anyway. I
0: really don't think Tuka Rask is not going to play because he's hungover. I think he's probably a little tougher than that.
2: Yeah. Okay. I know others
0: don't agree, but I do.
2: Right. Okay.
0: I, I think it's more likely the finger than being
2: hungover. Right. All right. So, um... I know a group of pl- uh, people that uh, never give up and, uh, and keep trying to do what's best for them and, uh, and everything else. And also in the hockey community because they make fantastic stuff. But We're going to take a quick break and hear from the awesome folks at the store next door up in Yarmouth, Nova Scotia. You can go and find their awesome hockey furniture, hockey pictures, hockey whatever, they make uh, things out of recycled materials, uh, especially hockey sticks, benches, tables, whatever. So please go to the website, thestorenextdoor.ca, check them out, um, buy something. This is uh, people with disabilities that are, are going to work every day and they get a paycheck to, to show for it. So
1: uh, we'll be right back. There's a lot of people with disabilities that can't just go out and find a job. So we set out to create a business to fill those needs, one stick at a time. We don't accept can't here. Everyone here learns in different ways, but we want to give everybody every opportunity to find exactly what works for them. There's nothing better than when a customer buys something and then one of our employees say, I made that. They have meaningful lives and build things they can be proud of and get a paycheck for it. I'm Amy Acker, and we change lives one job at a time.
2: And we are back from and from the great folks at the store next door up in Yarmouth, Nova Scotia go to the store nextdoor.ca for some fantastic products from fantastic people. Speaking of fantastic and fantastic people, I am proud to announce that um, we are starting a podcast network. So I have capped a number of 10 podcasts that I'm going to be doing. Um, so if anybody any one of our listeners has ever wanted to get into the podcasting field and learn about it and grow and um, and possibly move forward Uh, this is a great platform for you to join because it doesn't cost you anything all it costs is your time and there's advertising opportunities available so if you're willing to do an ad read for a certain product um, you let me know and we'll work something out but obviously it's, it's one of those deals that I get a small percentage for the platform that I pay for monthly and that's that's expensive but it's not for you guys so um, if that's something you're interested in doing, please let me know. Send a, uh, an email to blackandgoldhockeyblog at gmail.com. Talk to me. Uh, let me know some ideas, and, and and we'll definitely get you involved. Already involved in the program is the Dump and Change Hockey Podcast, and they talk some major Bruin stuff. It's three guys, Nick, Jared, and Nestor. These guys are fantastic people um, that – uh, they're young guys moving up into the, in the Pod, pod and family and, uh, and good friends of mine. I've been on their program twice and they do a, a, they, I, I, I just enjoy it because it's not, it's not all corporate string hockey talk that sometimes we can be, but it's more or less sit back, have a drink and, and say what you want about this Boston Bruins team and what's going on in the National Hockey League. So um, fantastic news. Like I said, if you, if you ever want to start a podcast and it's Bruins related, please let me know. We're going to do 10. We have, I think two or three, four possibly locked up right now, We're still in negotiations, but i also looking for writers. If you want to be a writer or a blogger or whatever you want to call yourself and, and you want to step into doing some Boston Bruins coverage, we do have media credentials via the Providence Bruins. So if you're in the Providence area or South shore and willing to travel I can get you uh, press box seats and, uh, and and post-game interviews afterwards. So there's a lot of opportunities to grow here. We do have 24, 26 writers, and um, we're just going to keep plugging away. We're adding more talent, and and even in the whole COVID situation, we were still doing 30 to 50 articles a month. But when we were uh, primetime NHL hockey and the and the, all the affiliates were working – we were doing over a hundred a month, so we are a workhorse here. And uh, you know, if you can meet our requirements, we'd love to have you. So, uh, reach out. Black and Gold Hockey Blog at gmail.com. Um, my Twitter is right there. It's uh, at Black and Gold Pod or at Black and Gold two seven seven. And just reach out and let me know if you were interested, and we'll uh, try to get you involved.
0: The writers are awesome. Come on board, Podcast Mania. Just. Sharing your thoughts, dump and change. Great podcast, even though they don't remember my name. It's weird because my name isn't that hard, but that's all right. I don't care. You can say Mark. I know they love you, and you're like a hockey Twitter god. Everyone loves you. <laughs> you're not everybody. I, I'm but... like in that girl that's with Mark. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> rate and review, follow, and uh, yeah, get in contact if you you know no trolls needed. But we just need people who are serious. We'll take the time and work. Even a quarter as hot as this dude does here because he busts his butt every freaking week. All I do is show up and just try to give him two hours of relaxation. Oh, you do a lot more than that. Working at it, working at it. This is this dude's life. So, everyone get in contact. If you're serious, he'll help you out. They have great writers. If you're not going and reading the articles, which I mean, there are links obviously that get tweeted out and whatever, put on Facebook and share it all the time but you have to get over there and read great writers. Great job over there. Um, there's a long list. Maybe next week we'll read all the great writers that are over at the website and just say, Hey, follow these people,
2: I will do that. I'll do that homework.
0: All right. Um, so really we're coming to the end of the game. Um, we don't really have a lot to talk about. Uh, we did kick around trying to do a post game, but it's just not feasible for this to happen. So, uh, Next week, though, we'll have a lot more games to talk about. There'll be things that'll happen, you know, whatever. So um, one thing that is still on my mind, though, just one, a couple just, ran, you know, that random hockey things happen in my brain is have I misjudged Gary Bettman all these years for 30 years? Have I just not given this guy his due when he did deserve it? Because the NHL looks like the rock star sports organization right now, and Gary put out a press release the other day and I was like, did I just get a little bit of goose pimples, Mr. Bettman? Are you saying the right things because you're just a lawyer and you know how to talk? Or I actually felt like he had some emotion and meant it. Like, this is the first time, Gary Bettman, that I felt like you truly do love the NHL. You always say you love the NHL, but have I been wrong about Gary Bettman or am I just... Like, I don't know, Mark. I'm confused because you know how I feel about the Batman, me and like most other people.
2: I do have to be honest with you. I did see your retweet and so on, but I didn't read the article or the or what he said. So enlighten me, if you would, please.
0: Well, I'm just saying he's saying things like this is, you know, like, you know, safety and everyone. Our world has changed. You know, the, we need to do better. We haven't done enough. You know, we recognize we haven't done enough for like the social injustice aspect and this and that. And mainly, like, we've done this for your fans. Like, the players signed on not just because they wanted to finish what they started, but because it's for you. It. it was like two paragraphs about how awesome the fans, you know, and this is, and for a league that really they say they love their fans, but they don't because again, we're kind of like 31 autonomous and now 32 teams. Shout out to Seattle. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> oh my God. They're funny because they're really in the game. Um, but uh, they got a, I'm just wondering, like, they got a rum? Gary Bettman, I'm not saying he's been a better commissioner than I thought he has been. I'm just saying as a human being, is Gary Bettman actually an actual hockey fan and does love it and does value the people who watch the product, good, bad, or ugly, he puts out. Ask him for a friend. <laughs> um yeah no it was just not like just he seemed they seemed to be saying and doing the right things 1500 things oh i i remembered what the thing was last night you were like oh add that this is just another random non-bruins but uh we didn't really talk about the shit show in arizona right it reminded oh, me of the John Arizona game. Uh, but I would like to, I know that we were just going to, we'll talk to the G, this is just a two minute rant, but um, I would like to speak for Bruins fans and Oilers fans. If I could, I'm not trying to speak for all of us, but I'd like to speak for, I'm going to go with like 98% of us. Do not hire Peter Chichia pet. Don't do it. Peter Chirelli will not help the situation. Oh, in the first couple years, or the first year, it might look like he might help the situation. But like, I can almost guarantee him to you. And like I said, the best thing I heard all week is like, yeah, and maybe when he gets rid of Taylor Hall, it'll get more for him than Tyler Sagan. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, um, so just, I'm just, I'm I'm looking at you, Arizona. I'm looking at you. Don't do it. It is not worth it. It looks nice looks nice it's like one of those really expensive cars that look great but have really shitty transmissions and you're always fixing it all the time yeah don't do it don't do it uh, did you want to mention the gm though that whole drama
2: <laughs> yeah yeah Chaka Chaka obviously did not like what was going on i uh, the the arizona coyotes if i'm not mistaken have new ownership and um i'm not sure if, if they were his guy so he might have been on the overlap uh when he came and he's uh, a huge analytics guy too, but um, I don't know exactly the, the, the whole thing I'm paraphrasing here, but uh, the, both sides weren't happy. He asked to leave. The organization says, well, you can't, you have, you know, blah, blah, blah. You can't talk to other teams and blah, blah, blah. They could have really, really done something serious to him um uh, in, in, in the whole con- bind of contract um, because you're not supposed to talk to other teams. And uh apparently he had conversations with New Jersey, and they they didn't want to bring him in at a a gm or an assistant GM, but something lower to try to sneak uh, away. I don't know how it was all worded, but it was just very weird, but the timing for me was even weirder that they were just about to uh, get into their bubbles full time if they weren't already there and um and he wasn't he wasn't there and uh, decided right before they started this whole playoffs that, that he was, he quit or he resigned, whatever.
0: It was like two days before they left to go to Edmonton. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Basically there were two conflicting, conflicting statements. Uh, He says, I love the fans. I love this team. It's management. And management says, Hey buddy, you interviewed for a job that we let you go interview for that you false pretense said it wasn't because there's like the rule you can't, you can't interview without permission for a job that's similar to the job that you're already holding or something like, you know what I mean? So he's a GM, so he can't go be someone else's GM or interview without permission. Uh, And they say, yeah, well, you're lucky we're not suing you for breach of contract, you jerk. Like, you know, like, I don't know, it's very strange. All I'm asking is please don't do it to yourselves. Arizona, you now have promise. You now have a chance to maybe see the light at the end of the tunnel. Your fans have been patient and everything like this. You almost didn't even get to be a team anymore. Do not get Peter.
2: Just don't do it. Okay. Well, I I I tend to think that they're gonna wait and see what they do with Taylor Hall first on that one. I think that that would be the smart thing to do because if you want to retain a a, a world class player like him, um, and he still is, he's still got the the skills, the the speed, the talent to do anything on on any thirty two teams in this league, but. Uh, if they want to keep him and there's a realistic chance of doing it, I don't see Chia Pet coming to the desert. But if they lose him in the off season, I could definitely see that.
0: Desert there's a lot other a pe- lot of other people that you could probably sift through.
2: Mike Fuda.
0: Anybody former other.
2: LA King assistant GM under Dean Lombardi. The guy is a mastermind. Look at the talent he put together. I mean, Tanner Pearson. Tyler Foley, Jordan Wheel, all these guys were all good, talented players that went through his scouting staff. And, you know, the guy needs to be a GM sooner or later. And the way he got pulled out by, um, by uh, Rob Blake, which is now the, the Kings GM, it just basically just parted ways. It was just, it was a tough situation for them. But um, yeah, I heard a couple interviews about that. Obviously, if you want to lis- uh, listen to a better explanation of uh, what was going on with John Chica and the Arizona Coyotes. Go listen to uh, Elliot Friedman and Jeff Merrick in the Thirty-One Thoughts podcast uh, recently. Within within the last two weeks, I guess um, they they do a fantastic uh, rundown of everything that they've heard, and and obviously they have uh, better sources than I do for information.
0: All right. Well, the last thing I have is I'd like to, we've had a few reviews or whatever. I'd like to mention them. We haven't done that in a while. Um, I would like to obviously say, please go and rate and review our podcast. Uh, if you have not yet, um, Black and Gold Hockey Podcast. If you're listening and you haven't done it, we know there are more of you out there. Um, it's almost Mark's 200th episode. And I would like before it's Mark's 200th episode, what are we, 188 today?
2: Uh, yes. One, one David
0: Pasternak. So when we get to 200. Wow. I would like us to have at least 200 reviews on there. It doesn't have to be written reviews, even if all you can do is click a start, that's fine, okay? We're at
2: 124, right? Huh? Are we at 124? 124
0: is what it's at right now. We know there are a lot of people listening out there and we appreciate that whether you rate and review or not. Uh, but at the same time, I like to go through and see sometimes. So like Mark always says too, if you love us or you hate us, that's fine. Just draw our attention to us. That's all we care about, right? No press is bad press. Um, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, I did want to mention that the longtime Bees fan, uh, Long Island Bees fan, uh, he had left a met back in March. I'm not going to read his thing. I just want to, or she's thing. I'm not sure, obviously. Uh, but that was back in March, the week after we had st- had to stop recording because of Coronaville, as you said, call it. Uh, but anyways, he said, like, you know, gave us a five star rating. So I just wanted to say thank you, Long Island Bees fan. And uh, thank you for not being an Islanders fan. We appreciate that. Um, <laughs> on Tuesday, Hockey 7 gave us a five star review. They say, great Bruins pod. Love Mark and Heather. They're a great duo when it comes to talking hockey and Bruins. I love Mark and Heather, too. Thank you. That was very kind of you. Thanks for stopping in. Uh, Jama says great content here from Mark and Heather, especially if you're a Savage Bruins fan like myself, hundred percent must listen material. Well done. Thank you. We appreciate that. Um, I understand it's not as pretty some weeks as other weeks or whatever we get through things happen, but generally, you know, whatever. Thank you for listening. We appreciate that. Um, and even this one, see, this goes to prove we don't even care. You don't have, you know, like we prefer a five star review, but we want you to be honest. We want to be honest. And this guy, um, Petrapus 3,333 said on Sunday that it, we've had a step back and his opinion is just as valid. I'd like to shout out there or her opinion. I don't know. Again, you can't tell from uh, names. Uh, I've been following this podcast for a few years. I sure do miss the analysis and insight of Rob and Court. Nothing against Heather. I love her passion, but the show desperately needs another person to make the show unique again. That's all right. You can feel that way. You must still be listening, though. I appreciate that. I was just a little taken aback because we have been doing this for a year now, but that's all right. We hear you. Even the three-star reviews, we hear you. Um, I am the color commentator, so I'm sorry. I will try to be more analytical. I can only write so many notes. You can't send me too far down a wormhole. And I also miss Rob. So there you go. Thank you very much, though. Rate and review. Life yes. old hockey podcast. Exactly. Thank you, and thank you everyone who listens every single week. And let's go for the ride, people, because woo, one hour and a half, baby. Let's do
2: it. That's go. awesome. Yeah, we are in discussions. We're g- we're going to take this uh, these playoffs and the off season to uh, sit down, possibly over a beer or two, and discuss uh, adding an additional third person. We will see about that, but um, hopefully, you know. We're here, I we hear we're gonna work. Yeah, I mean we could do that too. I mean we could still do that and have guests and so on. I want to have guests a lot more, but I still want to get a platform that's a little more trusted. Zoom, you suck.
0: Yeah, Zoom. we hate you, Zoom, but
2: but it's the only thing that I can do to right now. So. um is that all the topics that we have,
1: Heather?
0: That's all we really have right now. Um, that we might have had other things, but uh, as you know, my brain was a little tired, my eyes were a little hurting, and didn't jot everything down. It took me a whole entire podcast. Or remember, we had talked about Arizona last night randomly. Um, I I guess I, I the last thing on my list is am I dirty because last night I really wanted Montreal to win. Like I said, my head <laughs> saying Pittsburgh, my heart's like, damn, please be Pittsburgh, and that makes me feel dirty, even though I only love. Coach Claude, Shea Weber, and Carey Price when he's playing poorly.
2: Yeah, all right, I that's all I got, you. guy.
0: We got an hour and a half till puck drop. Woo!
2: All right, so yes, we are going to talk about today's game, the Philadelphia Flyers next week. We'll talk about the Tampa Bay Lightning game on Wednesday, and hopefully, we'll see what happens. Uh, with the game against the Washington Capitals the following weekend. But I just want to say thank you very much to everybody out there listening. We really appreciate the support, the rates, the reviews, the retweets, the shares. you guys are, are tremendous, tremendous beauties out there. Um, we want to really really thank our Patreon members uh, that has been growing uh, monthly. We get a couple a couple few review, um, um, additions. Each month, uh, we have some great gifts to give away. I'm lining up to give uh, one gift per week, per year. So no more ordering stuff and and getting behind because I'm so busy. But uh, we are ready to give away some awesome gifts. We have signed pucks with t-shirts. We're going to get signed um, uh, images, photos. We have a lot of things on tap. Um, but I just want to say thanks uh, to our financial supporters on Patreon. We will uh, notice that we will uh, get the, like the list of, of writers. We'll do the list of Patreon contributors and give them a shout out because they definitely deserve it. And, um, and hopefully we get some more so I can keep buying more of these, uh, these fantastic giveaway gifts to, for more members to be eligible Uh, To pay, it's only a dollar, only a dollar per episode. We're probably going to end up capping it at like maybe six to eight episodes a month. Uh, Bringing in the also if the if the AHL comes back on on my birthday weekend. Um, We might even bring back the uh, black and gold prospect podcast with fellow host, Tim Richardson. And he's been doing a fantastic job, by the way, covering the Providence Bruins and, and doing some season reviews as we get into the playoffs and, and up to next season. So Again, I just want to thank everybody for the continued support. We really appreciate it. We try to do a good job here, but we're also we're also here to have fun, you know. And, and I appreciate getting uh, together with my my best friend to talk about our, our favorite sport that we've we've watched together for so many years. So, uh, Heather, I just want to say again, thank you for doing this. I really appreciate it. And um, go bees! I can I'm I'm I need a pin quit. I got, I'm drinking water here. What is wrong with me?
0: Bring it, rest of the NHL, starting today. I keep hearing they're still hungry. I'm getting goosey videos everywhere. We love the Bruins. We love the Bruins. Everybody, it's real. Batman and them did it right. Are everyone's coming back negative and so far so good in the bottle? So let's play some hockey, baby. We got to get out of here. We got some hockey to watch. Puck drops for Arizona right now before us. Let's go. All
2: right, as we're... I edit this, I'm going to be watching a bunch of hype videos to get myself all hyped up and ready to go with a no free ad. Pink No,
0: yeah, I... I know you were going there. You were going there. <laughs> Woo! Right, I, again, I'm gonna going to probably end up wearing both scarves. I don't these. know what
2: to do. We go, got tattoos showing. Yeah, whatever. All right. You guys take care. Thank you very much. We will be back next week, hopefully talking about three straight wins. That'd be awesome, wouldn't it?
0: Let's talk about Tory Krug's new contract and our three straight wins next week. Yeah, baby. You
2: had to get your fangirl moment in here, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I did. Come All on, right.
0: Donnie. I need you to do me right here. Okay. Love you oh, guys. God. Bye.
2: Take care, everybody. Peace out.